0: My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to a Watch Out for Fireballs Extrasode, where we talk about your responses and thoughts on uh, hardware and consoles and the like. The things that make our
1: experiences with games possible. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And we're going to get started. Uh, we've been recording for a long time. <laughs> so uh, Cole, why don't you start with Sean here?
1: Cool. So Sancha, Sean says, be Sean contact, says, San says uh, I really hope you guys talk about the weirdo controllers of yesteryear. I used to collect them in the NES days. Had a controller with turbo buttons and a D-pad that was flat with just a touch that uh, 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 just a touch was what you used. There we go. Uh, really cool. And something you couldn't find nowadays. Uh, there's more recent examples like the ASCII grip, uh, which I use to play Final Fantasy games uh, one handed. Or this thing in particular, which uh, I'm going to pull up because I forget exactly what he's talking about. I worked as well. Yeah, which is the Quick Shot Handlebar Controller, which might have been made specifically for Paperboy.
0: <laughs> hey, let me see real quick.
1: Yeah. Uh, I remember the ASCII grip uh, controller. Oh, ugh. <laughs> yeah, those handlebars are nuts. Yeah, like fifteen dollars. Uh, Say yeah. ten dollars on this <laughs> bad boy. Sean says, "Yeah, I had one of those things too. Impractical, but it looked kind of cool." Mm. Um, and then finally, there's uh, there, there's this one for the Genesis, which I'm going to put in here as well. <laughs> These will be in the show notes too. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen that thing. Yeah, it looks like a uh, oh man, like a trackball controller. Except instead yeah, of a trackball, it's your thumb sitting on the uh, sitting on the on, on the D pad. I like yeah. those one handed controllers, like the ASCII controller, um, just yeah. be, just because accessibility. Not everybody has both hands available to them. Although this one in particular is meant for uh, for right handed people. So uh, so fuck you, Walking Dead guy, Rick. <laughs> fuck you, Rick.
0: Well, we also talking. We talked about those when we did the Earthbound episode. How mm. you can play Earthbound with one hand. Oh yeah, with the, the shoulder buttons and how it like that's it just meant to you know sit back and you know have a have a glass of grape soda and like play Earthbound with the other hand on a summer day.
1: Yeah, you know uh, that ASCII grip controller was a victim of mid '90s marketing. Um, in mm. magazines, I remember reading in GamePro and seeing this ad that was like uh, <laughs> implying that you would use this controller, a if you were a victim of a shark bite, or b if you were <laughs> masturbating to the characters. Oh, <laughs> yeah. either or. Um, you know. Yeah. So Sean concludes about that uh, about that Genesis controller. Real easy to use, at least in my kind of hands. Hmm. Elaborate, oh, <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah. gr- Lobsterman <laughs> Sean. Has- <laughs> <Those> <laughs> Lobster <men. laughs> He's halfway into transforming into a plane. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, once I grew up, the grip on the back of the D-pad part was just too small.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we talked a little bit about those um, <clears throat> oddball controllers, but some of the, you know, most of those I had not seen or I'd forgotten I'd seen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Those ones that you mentioned. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah very, very cool. Um, yeah, I like that kind of stuff. Um, Sieg says via contact. The best controller story I have came from a knockoff N64 pad we bought so we could fill a four-player multiplayer uh, title. From game to game, it never worked consistently. I remember it would make Kirby 64 shit itself. <laughs> and I think I assumed slow-mo was permanently on by hitting start rapidly. Um, but it had a turbo mode that made it the controller to use for some titles just to cheat when nobody noticed the button turned on for a second or two. This led to a really weird part when I got kicked off the couch mid Mario Party and landed on the controller, which I lit out a or which lit out a room silencing snap. <laughs> um, the thing is, the controller itself still worked fine. I have no idea how it hit the ground or how my body hit it, but somehow the broken bit was the screw mount in the middle handle. Mm -hmm. It could be heard rattling around inside, and with a little work, I pried the piece out later. From then on, you could actually stick something in the handle to spread the top and bottom pieces just to watch the button sticks and other parts move around while you played. Fascinating to see at that age, and something I've never been able to replicate despite sitting on, rolling onto, or just stepping on plenty of other controllers in your sense.
1: (laughs) Have, uh, Have you ever broken a controller? uh no yeah
0: no i don't i I've got it it's funny um that's a real cliche thing for people who get mad at games and one of my coworkers um her husband's really into the souls games, and uh he breaks controllers based on it but i' I've, I've that never happens to me like I get mad, but i never never break it.
1: My motion and- has always been very impotent in that regard, in that i will I will go to throw it real quick, hold on to it real tight, like clench down, and then just slam it into my lap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. That'll, that'll show the controller slamming things into your dick. Yeah, yeah. The, that'll do her. Um Yeah, it just, I just my anger never expresses itself that way. Like when I get frustrated, like yeah. I just you know.
1: Yeah. I'm yeah. more of a knee pounder is my is my thing.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll knee or I'll yeah, I'll get okay, yell fuck.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, or I'll I'll mm-hmm. pound a knee. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh I, I think Sir Serg is the uh, is the OP on the something awful thread.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. Hey Serg. <laughs> um yeah, that's neat. Like the idea that the uh you can see the inner workings of the control. I also love it when something breaks and it still works fine and <laughs> you just hear something rattling a lot around inside it, like, yeah. oh that. Oh well.
1: <laughs> that's
0: always very funny to me.
1: Yeah, I don't have to immediately throw this thing out. It's not <laughs> it's not insta garbage just because it makes a noise. Yeah. <laughs> So Joshua says via contact, I remember back when I had an NES, I had this Pac-Man cart that eventually started screwing up. What would wind up happening was the entire maze would screw up in such a way that for some reason, all the pellets would be in a single spot at the bottom. <laughs> so I would just go to the bottom of the screen and just win every maze easy. That's great. Yeah, so we never addressed the fact that uh, the whole blowing on NES carts thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which yeah,
0: or was... Just, or just like the cartridge tilting yeah. that people do now
1: with Nintendo 64 to make their... Game's all haunted. To make Mario into Slender Man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cartridges. Mechanical things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, it's funny, too, about that blowing on things because they say you shouldn't do that. Oh, yeah. It's totally um, but bad. But it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It totally, totally works, though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Works, man. Yeah. Um, and what my trick was always uh, not putting the Nintendo game all the way in and then making it kind of slam on the edge. Mm-hmm. And I pushed it down, and that seemed to work pretty well for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. know, possibly just my imagination.
1: Yeah. Well, the, like the, like the, 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 the defect was in the system itself. Yeah. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't close down and make the contacts. Right. So that's yeah. why the, like the, the, the trick that always worked for me was slamming another uh, cartridge in over top of it, like mm. wedging it in. So it would stick down
0: further. Mm.
1: Yeah. And that would yeah. get us a little bit more, a little bit more traction. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Trent says via contact. My favorite peripheral is most certainly my arcade stick. Sure. All arcade sticks look and function essentially the same, but they are most certainly the most customization customized peripheral ever designed. Uh, my stick looks and feels nothing like it originally did. I've customized customized the art on it, replaced the buttons and the stick with higher quality Japanese arcade parts, bought and tested different springs to get just the right amount of tension and throw, put in a PCB allowing it to be used on most game systems, mm. and a whole lot more. I have dozens of other ideas for future modifications, too. It never ends. It may sound cheesy, but it's very satisfying to have a peripheral uh, that you take around to tournaments and use so often that it feels like an extension of yourself. This leads to individuals like myself pouring obnoxious amounts of money into our sticks, much like a gearhead does with a car.
1: Yeah. I feel bad because in the main episode, it sounded like I was, like, poo-pooing it. Like, I totally get that. Like, yeah. I, like I, I totally understand the appeal. It's just because I am terrible at fighting games. I could never, I could, like like the gear isn't the problem for me. It's my reflexes. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. It, it's definitely something I I couldn't do either. But I, I've you know heard Nick talk about it enough to where I know there it, there's legitimacy behind
1: it. Yeah, yeah. And spend yeah. money on what makes what makes you happy. Yeah, absolutely. Also, the the idea <laughs> of putting a PCB in there is uh, is pretty cool too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Murph says, uh, via Facebook, Murph Murphy, um, I just played Steel Battalion today. He was at PAX East. Uh, so many buttons. Playing it is like driving stick, except you have to worry about lasers, booting an OS, and pushing the eject button so the game doesn't delete your save. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite little touches in a game controller, the idea that the eject button has a plastic uh, cover over it. Yeah. It's basically just short of having you turn two keys at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. That sounds really cool. I saw a picture that he put up on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Of that. And uh, it sounds super neat.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Nick Basile says via Facebook uh, I remember the first time I used an N64 controller. The offset way it held, uh, it's held screwed with my mind. And the Wavebird is one of the best controllers ever. It's the standard that Sony and Microsoft had to compete with when designing the PS3 and 360. Mm-hmm. I also remember a time when I was eight to nine years old, uh, the people down the road had a yard sale and I walked away with a Rob and some games. I could never figure out how to get Rob to work. Either <laughs> I was missing some parts or I was just a dumb kid. I ended up playing Gyromite using the spring trigger mechanisms on the second controller uh, using my feet and coordinating <laughs> with my first controller to play it. Um, it was an interesting experience, one that I recall fairly regularly. Now I wonder if Rob is in the attic of my parents' house. Uh, that would be fun to put on a shelf. Yeah. Like I have done. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, you, you should do it. I've never, yeah, I had a Rob, you know, gotten a Rob to work once when I was way, way younger, but it requires a lot of parts. He came with this whole, you know, array of uh, tops and towers and rings and, mm-hmm. you know, things for them to be on. It was a really complicated system. Yeah. I'd be surprised it was a complete Rob that you got.
1: And we and we never really explained it, but Rob was just an elaborate way to press buttons. <laughs> Yeah, Rob,
0: Rob, Rob is just a randomized uh, second controller mm-hmm. player. So you can play Dynamite like you did with your feet, or you can play it having somebody else control this, you know, co-op or competitively kind of controlling <laughs> the uh, the land yeah. around you, mm-hmm. which is fun because you can fuck, kind of fuck people over
1: Yeah, that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking about the Wave Bird, it, you know, just reminds me like the greatest thing about this previous generation was the move away from Chords. Yeah. Yeah, not the greatest, <clears throat> but like something I really appreciate. Because yeah. of my I even
0: even though I wish like my PS3 I wish that the cord that it did have was longer <laughs> so like when it does run out of batteries you know I have to set very close to the PS3 if I want to play it while it's charging Monopress, dog yeah yeah I mean I know I could fix it but I only use that for for two games so <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> let's hear John Salnier says uh, via via <laughs> Facebook the only peripheral uh, peripheral that matters is the light gun and the things don't fucking work on non-CRT TVs. A whole generation of kids playing House of the Dead with Wiimotes and totally not understanding the magic. Ugh. I guess the Dreamcast keyboard was also pretty cool for Typing of the Dead and the like. Uh, DC builds of Scum VM, uh, but it's still hard to think of a keyboard as being a video game system peripheral. Uh, the best controller was the Saturn Arcade Stick by I think Uh Now that I'm a now that I'm a grognor with a power drill, the best yeah. controller is any one that I build myself.
0: We we were remiss in not talking about the Dreamcast keyboard in relation to Typing of the Dead. Yeah,
1: I brought it up for Quake and PSO, yeah. but
0: but I forgot. Yeah, Typing of the Dead is one of my all-time favorite games. Yeah, like I I love that game so much. I think it is the pinnacle of edutainment, <laughs> and it is uh, it is I still well you can play it for free. It is like abandonware, the PC port of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just search for a download of it, and uh, it is it is great. The new one's pretty good too. Yeah, the, the new one is a little bit great. It's like I thought that the self-awareness of it would ruin it, but it doesn't. No, nope. like, I, I was just like, oh, I like how campy this is. And then I actually – but the self-aware version of the new one is actually pretty fun too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's multiplayer. <laughs> like, how cool is that? Like,
1: And it's multiplayer, and I love the way that it approaches DLC, which is change the words. So yeah. there's like Shakespeare and then there's song lyrics.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, very, very funny. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so much accidental poetry that happens in oh, Typing yeah. of the Dead. Like that is the best for like Capucha – you know, <laughs> captcha or like email spam, accidental poetry. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. good. Now, it must be just like Markov chains or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of captchas, I need to get this. I need to get this venom out. Have you seen one of those captchas that is making you type a marketing message into it? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. There was something. I think it was when I was trying to get the emulator for the Body Harvest episode. Um, It was like, okay, enter this CAPTCHA to to proceed next. And it was like next to an ad. It was like for Hotels.com or something like that. It was like, find me the perfect room, exclamation mark. The exclamation mark counts. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah.
0: It's like what is that? The things that came up with the um, the Xbox One, where it was oh like yeah, the, shout McDonald's, saying, just, just, get shout ask, shout get McDonald's just get
1: the advertisement. Yeah. I uh. I use that at work. To, uh, so I'm like the I'm Chicken Little at work, talking about how big data and marketing is ruining our lives, <laughs> 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 and, and that is the thing that I bring up. It's like oh, just just you know, program yourself with this stupid bullshit. Yeah,
0: yeah. That that's rough. That 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 capture that marketing capture. That's rough. Yeah. I'm glad I have not seen that hmm Quit trying to co-op me. Yep. I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking every piece of me. <laughs> um. Colin Peacock says via Facebook, I always loved the Master System controller. Weird. Mm-hmm. Um, Love that it made diagonal presses easy and that it also worked uh, with the PC at the time. That was pretty cool. I did not so much care for uh, leaping at the console to pause the game. I re- occasionally I'd accidentally nudge the console wrong and lose my game. I totally forgot about that, that the the pause and start buttons were on the master system.
1: That's the thing about old hardware. Like even up to the Dreamcast, like the Dreamcast uh, cord controller is only like, I think six or five feet long. Like yeah, that that was a huge innovation for uh, for the Xbox, which was let's give you a nine foot controller cord.
0: Yeah, well, th- this is even. I mean, this is this is even worse than that. What is the yeah. the Simpsons joke where where Homer's buying the the computer and the space bar is on the back of the monitor, <laughs>
1: something like that? Like, yeah, like you'll get used to it. There isn't any, any uh, key. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah it, it's, it's like that. Like I totally forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah. other thing we should—I I, mentioned—is the uh, the master system. If you started it off without uh, a game in it, it had this little maze game mm-hmm. that was built into it, which is yeah. pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but yeah. You, I mean, like the, the decisions like that were—you know—like even with the Atari, like the assumption was you would be sitting Indian style on the floor yeah. right in front of the TV with the with the console sitting right in front of you.
0: It's, yeah, the, the demise of shag carpeting <laughs> is what you know. The, with the, with the, the demise of that came the rise of having more access to things on your controller. <laughs> and the, the weird uh, uncomfortable middle point was on uh, playstations and such where you could reset by pressing all the buttons at once. Mm-hmm. You know, like you had that way to reset from, from the controller, which was always really hard to do mm-hmm. and really frustrating. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's, you get used to doing that when you're Tacobo breeding. Yeah. <laughs> um, so
1: yeah, just being able to turn on a controller, or to to be able to turn on a system by not, uh, you know, just from your recliner is such a huge thing. Yeah, I mean, I know that's like lazy, like that's laziness yeah. incarnate, essentially. But it's little, you know, it's little things you need to remove friction, right? Yeah, and uh, and I am lazy. Yeah, so. So Jeffrey Lawton, GeoLaw, says via Facebook, The N64 controller was hot garbage, even for its time. Half of the buttons were useless at any given point. Uh, One cool use of it, though, was a cheat code for Star Wars Episode uh, episode One Racer uh, that let you use two controllers to drive. Uh, You held them both by the analog grip and used the sticks as accelerators for each of the individual pods, more closely mimicking uh, how they were driven in the movie. The Dreamcast VMU was awesome and weird. Virtua Tennis for the Dreamcast used the LCD screen to mimic, in extremely low fidelity, what was going on on the TV screen. So my friend and I had a sort of challenge mode where we would cover up the TV and play (laughs) based on the VMU. (laughs) Isn't it Pong at that point? Yeah, or less. (laughs) Uh, Finally, I want to shout out to the hardware mods. Uh, XBMC, or Xbox Media Center, uh, which has been ported to PC and Linux, started out as Xbox Media Center, a mod that was uh, tuned... Uh, that turned the original Xbox dashboard into an attractive media interface. Also, Homebrew and USB Loader GX for Wii, which allowed my extensive Wii game collection to remain alphabetized on the shelf because now I can play them from the hard drive, uh, which I loaded them onto uh, instead of the, uh, the the disc itself. Oh, yeah,
0: neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, w- I wish I had played that Star Wars Episode One racer thing. It sounds like um, Virtual On or Virtual On, yeah, which is yeah. a really cool like uh, mech fighting. Mm-hmm. Arcade game and uh, later uh, Dreamcast game, I think. That, that was controlled that way.
1: That was a thing. Uh, I mean, essentially gave you a two uh, like like a two button or a two uh, two stick control. That mm-hmm. was uh, that was in uh, um, oh man Goldeneye and also Perfect Dark. Hmm. And I saw it and I thought, why would you want to have like one person control your movement and another person <laughs> control your look? That's crazy. It's two controllers. What is this Indiana Jones for the Atari twenty six hundred? No, no. But it was like a way to play it you know, like a modern shooter. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It also, um, he didn't mention it, but also reminded me that we did not talk about the pocket station Mm. at all, which I have not spent any time with, but it's the number one reason why I kind of want to get a final fantasy for PC now because Mm. it has pocket station, like something with the pocket station at the steam version. It's the the
1: Chocobo uh,
0: game includes that stuff, which I've never done before, which that was at the time I was such an obsessive final fantasy fan. It's Mm -hmm. weird that I haven't, I didn't import one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh Matt Vanderweeg says via Facebook saving up for a GameCube Wind Waker bundle when I was still young uh, still too young to have a job then busting it out and enjoying the glow of the first console I ever bought with my own money that was a great experience buying a 360 and PS3 years later did not compare at all Yeah, yeah What is the last uh new console you got that you had that that kind of feeling for
1: I felt pretty good about the Xbox 360 actually and then immediately like put it down until I got uh, Elder Scrolls so I would say it probably extends to maybe the PS2 uh, hmm. and, and and like I was pre working age for that as well so I have no idea where I came across the money for it uh, but, yeah. uh, but the, 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 that was probably so yeah the PS2 is probably the more accurate answer yeah the
0: PlayStation One, I you know, I definitely bought for myself and talked about working at Taco Bell to, to save up for that. But the uh, I had a little bit of that feeling when I got the Wii because it was so novel, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it was also something I bought with uh, with my my wife at the time, um, and it was kind of our game system. Like it had a lot yeah. of things she wanted to play on it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really fun. And also, I love that the way the the Wii is boxed. <laughs> yeah, like the the way that like how organized that is when you get it, like the shelf <laughs> system. That's got some of the most attractive packaging. Yeah. That's ever been in video games. It's like an
1: Apple um, buying experience.
0: Yeah. Same thing with a uh, 3DS is like that too. Yeah. A 3DS box is just wonderful.
1: You cannot overrate that. You cannot. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And then uh, Desmond uh, rounds us out. Desmond Hadley on Facebook. Best controller experience is playing Mario Party for the N64. Playing the tug of war game and comparing horrifying blisters on our palms were some of the best video game moments that I've had. Yeah. Mine's seeping. I'm an X-Man. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
0: I know. This is a a blood blister right here, level two. (laughs) (laughs) I see bone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. But, yeah, Um, thanks, everybody, for uh, contributing. Um, You know, if you have things to say about the games we are doing next... Mm-hmm. Which uh Shadow of the Colossus, Killer Seven, or Alpha Protocol. Um, please hit us up on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash watch out for fireballs mm-hmm. or at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact.
1: Yeah. Um in addition to that, if you want to support the network monetarily, it is duckfeed.tv slash tip jar. Use the Amazon link, does not change your experience at all, and we get a kickback and that goes a long way towards uh helping fund our hosting and such. Indeed.
0: Yeah, yep. we will never make you say an advertisement into a CAPTCHA <laughs> to help <laughs> us out. DuckFeed is the greatest explanation <laughs> point. <laughs> I like podcasts. Um, yeah, I know I love pod- I'm hey, an X-Man. podcasts. McDonald's <laughs> podcasts. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Oh, I, cool. We've um, been recording for a very long time.
0: Yeah, a very long time and I and I mentioned as last one, I am sick. Yeah, and so now it
1: is, it's catching up on me. Let's give Gary um, a hand because he's been a real trooper throughout aw, this.
0: thanks everybody. I am no hero. I <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> yeah, don't use this word lightly, but
0: Yeah, I I just uh, you know, similar to to to, to mailmen after 9/11, I am a <laughs> government worker that is um, <laughs> a hero. On a new level. (laughs) Um, But I I do feel like garbage, so I'm going to stop recording. Okay. Um, But everybody else, listen for deleted scenes and the like. Yes. Thank you, everybody.
1: So, yeah, Rocksmith is pretty cool. Yeah? Yeah. Tell me about Rocksmith. Okay. So um, I got it because I was curious. Um, I've kind of plateaued on my guitar playing, um, and uh, it's kind of hard to, like, Find a tab and play leads. (laughs) And it's kind of like, okay, I'd like to, you know, I like the pro guitar mode and and, uh, and rock band, but they're not doing songs for that anymore. And, you know, I'm kind of curious about this other thing because I don't want to buy a, you know, $300 special guitar that will only do, you know, that game. Mm-hmm. And so uh GameStop had 2014 on sale, and then I found uh the original one on sale from uh from Amazon. Didn't realize that uh both of them would have a cable, that's why I have two. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um and uh yeah, it uh it, if I I don't know, like the way it teaches you to play um is really it it makes a lot of sense. Like it does the guitar hero thing where it strips down um to only particular notes in a phrase, except it actually shows you you know, where along the fretboard you have to hold down and which string. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little bit confusing and overwhelming at first, uh, but uh, but eventually it starts to make sense. And the way that it goes is, as you play a song and learn a song mode, you can um, repeat phrases. And as you do better on a phrase, it levels it up so like you know if you get like the main you know uh verse riff down that'll be at full at at full speed or not not at full speed but at full like you know all of the notes that you need to play Mm -hmm. um but uh like solos it will let you break it down into like all right so here's roughly where your hand needs to be and this is an important note at this okay cool you got that and then it adds a couple more notes on top of that that's cool. Um yeah. And how, uh how does
0: it uh hook it? Like you said it was a special cord. Is it just a like a USB to quarter
1: inch? Yeah. Like how okay. Yeah, it's actually kinda spooky. So you just yeah. I just plugged it right into my uh faux Stratocaster looking mm-hmm. thing, and uh and it works fine. And that's like a really crappy, cheap guitar. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I do not know how to play guitar, but I uh picked up like the very small amount of drums I know how to play. I know how to play for rock band, mm-hmm. since it's so close to a one to one, yeah, you know, ratio and what you're doing to a uh, to an actual instrument. Um, yeah, that's neat. Yeah, that's and, interesting.
1: And like actual songs that I know how to play, like you know, Pixies' "Where Is My Mind" or uh, like "Losing My Religion." Um, mm-hmm. Like both of those, it's it's the song. Like, mm-hmm. and what's cool is it lets you break it out into rhythm and lead. So like I'm a better rhythm guitarist than lead, and I got this specifically to work on lead. But I was like, oh, there's like a whole other other thing. They actually chart differently depending on that, like depending on who's playing what. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like in losing my religion, you just sit down. And it's like oh, it's like <laughs> A minor to this weird sus chord to E minor to F to D to D minor. Okay, cool. Like and it just shows you that. Mm-hmm. And like it's yeah. it's like full one to one fidelity. That's cool. Yeah. Pretty neat. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh Pretty it's it, it is it, it is a uh a good learning tool. I already feel myself getting better. That's great.
0: Yep. <laughs> I put in some time with with the old goat simulator. Yeah. The day. Yep. The weird game. It's basically like Tony Hawk, right? It's a little bit like Tony Hawk. Yeah. I've never mm-hmm. played a game before that is uh made less for like a solo experience. Like it is a game that feels like it's made to watch. Hmm. Like it's fun for people to watch in the same room or on TV or on YouTube or something like that. Yeah. Like that's how it feels because it is, uh, it's real fun at first and then it gets like really like, Oh, okay. Now that I'm controlling these goofy things, it seems hmm. a little bit less crazy and unpredictable.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, it's a cool idea for a game. Like it's, it's, it's undeniably like pretty fun for a little bit, but it also gets old pretty quick too.
1: Yeah. Yep. I feel a little shitty because I look at it, and I think like 10 bucks, that's, that might be a bit much. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be on sale for a dollar. So that yeah, doesn't... it's,
0: it's definitely like a wait for sale kind of a, kind of experience. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a weird game.
1: I feel the same way about Viscera Cleanup Detail.
0: Oh yeah. 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 I haven't, I haven't tried that one yet, but that's the same kind of like, it's like a joke. Yeah. You know, it's not even so much a game. It's just like a one line kind of joke. Yeah. Um, you know, and a joke, a joke can be worth Mm-hmm. you know, money, yeah. but, uh, yeah. I have not felt like, uh, doing anything that I was not comfortable
1: yeah. all weekend. Yeah.
0: Because i uh, feeling shitty. I've actually been, um, a recommendation for you. Mm-hmm. If, uh, you know, next time you have some extra time, I started watching a let's play, um, of Deus Ex, uh, which is called Deus Ex lecture. Hmm. And it's this real dry, it kind of sounds like Mr. Sparkle. Um, or Doctor Sparkle. <laughs> he's uh he's uh I think he's a goon. I mean, it's super dry, but it's like a really exhaustive let's play for the first half of each video. And then the second half is him going into like the conspiracy theories and literature and stuff <laughs> that's inspired to sex. So it's like you'll he'll, he'll go do the whole episode and he'll be like, All right, you know, now let's talk about the history of water treatment <laughs> and like why, you know, conspiracy theories latch onto this and, and stuff. And it's really pretty well researched and interesting. Or like, you know, let's talk about FEMA. And mm-hmm. then just like, this is the history of FEMA. This is why conspiracy theorists like latch on this. This is what they think. It's really pretty good. Um,
1: is he a true believer or is he coming at no. it from like where we would come at it?
0: He's coming at it from like, he's interested in it. Like at yeah. the end, he always kind of does a my take thing where he's just like, you know, mm-hmm. none, of, none of this is true. But this is why Like he's just interested in conspiracy yeah. conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. He does not believe in them. Yeah. Um yeah, but it's really interesting. And there's a lot he's also showing it's pissing me off. Not really pissing me off, but like he's finding stuff in Deus Ex I didn't know was there, which I didn't think was possible at this mm. point. Like I was pretty sure I knew that game back to front. But yeah, yeah there's still hidden shit that I did not know about.
1: Hmm. And, and so, it's called Deus Ex Lecture? Deus Ex Lecture. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Um Yeah,
0: it's pretty good. Hmm. Um I mean it's it's real like it's kinda of real like bland time passer, which is all I've had the energy for. Right. Like I don't know if I would have if I would have stumbled across it when I wasn't Better than if i would have been as into it mm-hmm. but right now it's like I, this would have been a great time for me to discover crontendo if i didn't know crontendo like i <laughs> i'm just in the mood for non-challenging entertainment that doesn't make me laugh right so, the, uh, <laughs> so that's what this is
1: oh the pbs days let us Let's go ahead <clears throat> all right oh, i'm glad that happened there the phone agrees
0: one agrees. Derek um, is, has been reading Berserk, mm. and we have been commiserating on how, uh, you know, how how much gross, like, uh, fairy nub and mm. fleshy patch of where genitals would be whenever <laughs> Puck shows up.
1: Is he just sending screen caps? Up? Yeah. he <laughs> 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 just says,
0: yeesh. It's <laughs> just this, like, defiant Puck showing off her, you know. Or pubis. Pubis bone. The mons. And then he sent me another thing that was like the, um, with well, the, the fairy's arc where like the, the one fairy jumps on the other one and goes, adult attack. And he's going to start <laughs> like, you know, banging the other fairy. <laughs> he's like, goose. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a wonderfully embarrassing comic that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat>